Well, good morning, everyone. It is so good to be with you all this morning. And um, if I feel, if you, if I sound like I'm a little bit out of breath this morning, I'm just recovering from something. Um, so I do apologise um, if I take it a little bit slower. But you're going to give me some grace, right? You're going to give me some grace, right? All right, all right. Okay, excellent. I really needed just you to ramp up a little bit because um, I thought I'd start us off this morning with a little bit of participation from you guys, okay? I'm not calling anyone out. This is something you're all in this together. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Thank you. All right. So I'm going to sing a Christmas carol line And I need you to sing the next line. Are you on board? This is just in preparation for the Christmas carols happening at Queen's Park tonight. All right, so I'm not sure if I'm going to get the keys, but it's okay. The first one is... (laughs) Hark the herald angels sing... Awesome. I love it. Okay, are you ready? Silent night, holy night. Oh, it is music to my ears. I love it. Okay, the last one. Bucking yourselves in. I hope you know the lyrics. It's the most wonderful Oh, you guys are amazing. Give yourselves a round of applause. It's the most wonderful time of the year. This song has become a popular Christmas carols, Christmas carol over the years. And, you know, I personally do think it's a pretty wonderful time of the year. It's a joyous time for many, many people um, on the countdown to Christmas. Sometimes even once Christmas is finished, they're like, there's only 365 days to go to the next Christmas. You know, some people are pumped about this day. You know, but I look around and sometimes I can't help but think it's the most stressful time of the year. With so many people rushing around trying to create the perfect Christmas experience. And I think if they change the lyrics to that song, it's the most expensive time of the year. Look, I don't think it's going to sell quite as well. I don't think we're going to have quite as many people listening to that song. It's not going to be on repeat on your Christmas carol playlist. You know, people are making lists and they're checking it twice. And, you know, Australians, when I looked this up, I was actually shocked. Australians are set to spend 14 $0.9 billion this year on Christmas. That is crazy. And I know for many people, though, Christmas might not be the most joyous time of year. Christmas can actually be a really hard and a really lonely time. It could be due to the loss of a loved one, a family conflict from past or present. It could 
make it a really difficult time of year. And, and before I kept going this morning, I didn't want to just skip over that moment. I really just wanted anyone here this morning to know that if that is you this morning, we see you, you are seen by Jesus, we love you, and we hope that you would be able to reach out to us as your church family and let us know that. And um, if anything, even just by processing some of that, um, we are here for you. You know, but I think at times through our busyness and through buying gifts and end of year events and difficult family situations, we can easily lose our peace. And um, we all experience a lot of difficulties in life and think, well, if these concerns would just go away, I'd have some peace. Or we think, well, if things would just go back to the way they once were, I'd feel more peaceful. And I think we can actually go as far as idolising what the past looked like at times. You know, a devotion that I read lately said, peace isn't found in the absence of problems. It's found in the presence of Jesus. Jesus, we pray this morning. We pray for your people. Father, we pray that our ears would be open. Father, we pray that we would experience your peace, the peace that you give, that you leave with us, that we would experience this this morning. Father, these words would not be my words. Father, but they would speak to the very heart of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, about 700 years before Christ was born, Isaiah had predicted Christ's arrival on this earth, a gift of hope and a promise of a prince who would be bringing peace to us. Isaiah 9 verse 6 is a scripture you would know very well. It says, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders and he will be called, let's say it together, Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Prince, sorry, Father, Prince of Peace. That's why I've never led a choir in my life because I'd confuse it too much. Those are powerful, powerful words, right? They are words to speak over your life that he is your wonderful counsellor, that he is your mighty God, that he is your everlasting father, that he is your prince of peace. And that scripture says to us, it's personal. His peace is for you and it's for me. It's a gift for everybody. He's called wonderful counsellor. He reveals the mind of God. He counsels us with God's wisdom. It says, everlasting Father. His peace and love are everlasting. Does that ever blow your mind? Everlasting. You know, sometimes I feel like I've only got a certain amount of love to give and I'm all loved out at some point. (laughs) But His love is everlasting. It just continues on and on no matter what we have done. You know, what a gift 
His peace is to us. And I think you can all agree that life gets hard sometimes and in life's challenges, we can lose our peace. So this morning as I was praying about what God would have me share, I really felt like he said, share about my peace. So if we are to help find peace, um, if we are missing peace in our life, how do we find it? Well, there's just a few things that I just wanted to share this morning. The first one, I think, is to be present. Who's seen the movie Kung Fu Panda? few of you, I know, I'm speaking very wholly this morning. But, you know, if um, there's, a, there's a creature in that movie called Master Ugwe, and, you know, if a wise old turtle is going to speak, you've got to listen, right? He says, there's a saying, yesterday is history, tomorrow is a mystery, but today is a gift. That is why it is called the present. And you've probably heard that quote sometime before. But today is a gift. Don't be so concerned about what has been in the past and what will be in the future. Trust God in the present. Trust God with your tomorrows. Matthew 6.34 in the Passion Translation says, Refuse. Everyone say refuse. To worry about tomorrow, but deal with each challenge that comes your way one day at a time. Tomorrow will take care of itself. How good is that? Being present in today helps keep our peace. When we worry about tomorrow, it steals our peace. We become so focused and so consumed by our worries that might not even happen. We need to deal with today's challenges today. Allow God to give you His peace today. And the second thing is, I think, to help find this missing peace is we need to change our perspective. Sometimes we live with such a limited perspective and it's amazing when we change the current perspective that we have, we get a different angle or a different viewpoint. You know, Philippians 4, 6 to 8 says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He has done. Change your perspective from worry and fear to prayer. Change your perspective to gratefulness. Grateful of where He has led you and where He is leading you. Give Him your worries and leave them at His feet. You know, a shift in perspective will mean we need to, first of all, I think, quit the comparison. I don't know about you guys, but man, sometimes I struggle with comparison. I've caught myself at times when it's um, when going through, you know, social media and um, I have a particular person that's on Facebook. It's okay, they're not here this morning. <laughs> they don't go here. Um, but, you know, they put up a lot of different photos of what they get their children for Christmases and birthdays. 
And I've scrolled through that before and I've gone, wow, 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 whoa, oh my goodness, Brad, look at this, this is a lot. And I've caught myself comparing my parenting to how much I buy my children to what they have bought their children. And I know you might go, oh, really? That's so weird. But we all have our own things. It could be that you actually compare your job title to somebody else. It could be that you compare your parenting style to somebody else. It could be you compare your body image to somebody else. We all have our things and we need to quit the comparison. Comparison is a killer and will kill your peace like a bug to a bug zapper. That's one to remember. Every time you see a bug hitting a bug zapper, man, that's when I compare my situation to somebody else. It will kill your peace. The second part of a perspective change, I think, is to learn contentment. That was an intentional pause so that you could just learn some contentment while I drank some water. But, you know, Paul says in Philippians that he learnt to be content in whatever state he was in. Philippians 4, 11 to 13 says, Not that I speak from any personal need, for I have learned to be content and self-sufficient through Christ, satisfied to the point where I am not disturbed or uneasy, regardless of my circumstances. I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life, whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need. I can do all things, I love this version, which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I am ready for anything and equal to anything through him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Are you ready for anything this morning? We can learn contentment because he infuses us with inner strength and confident peace. If this year your finances are a lot tighter, learn to be content. Be thankful. If this year is one of the best years you've had in your business, be thankful. Learn to be content whatever you're facing. And it will help to adjust your perspective and help you find peace. The last one is when we need to find our missing peace is to pursue peace. Pursue the Prince of Peace. Go to God with your gaping emptiness. When you don't have peace, pursue it. Pursue the one who is the Prince of Peace. Jesus says in Scripture, come to me, all who are weary. He will give you rest and the peace that you need. Fix your thoughts on him. 
Peace is a person. Get to know Jesus and you will get to know more peace. You know, we don't need to wait for our circumstances to have settled to have peace. We can experience His peace when the storm is raging around us. Isaiah um, 26, 3-4 says, You keep Him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you, because He trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever, for the Lord God is an everlasting rock. He's immovable, church. He is able to be stood on. He is able to keep you stable. You know, and this version uses the words stayed on. And the Hebrew word for this is probably going to totally crush the pronunciation, but that's okay. It's samyak, which means to brace, uphold and support. If our minds are, are upheld, braced and supported by God's truth and we trust Him with our life, He will keep us in perfect peace. This perfect peace is embracing, all embracing, and it's only by the power of the Holy Spirit indwelling us that we are able to face hardships, doubt, fear and pain. I think sometimes, though, we can want to give up a little bit too easily. When life gets hard, it's easier just to be like, you know what, I'm out. I'm going to tap out of this one. You know, God has never promised that all of our problems will go away, but rather that our minds are in a steady place, that our spirit can be the captain of our soul, that instead of being tossed by our soul, which is our mind, our will and our emotions, that our spirit can be steadied by His truth. And as you pursue your relationship with God, He will help you to pursue peace with others. You know, I did a course a few years ago, which was um, called Dealing with Difficult People. And um, I thought, this is going to be great. I've got a few difficult people in my life. This is really going to help me. But, um, you know... Sometimes I think God has a funny sense of humour because the course actually reflected a lot on your own difficult behaviours. And, um, you know, I actually went away from that course with a lot of self-reflection. Um, I learnt a lot of humility and um, I've learnt to extend a lot of grace to others because, man, I can be difficult sometimes. Um, but people, including myself, can be difficult to get along with sometimes. We can't change them. We can't change their behaviours. That's their own journey. But we can do our part to make and maintain peace with others. Matthew 5, 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Romans 12, 18 says, If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. James 3, 17 to 18 says, But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest 
of righteousness. There's some examples that I wanted to share briefly about how to maintain peace with others. The first is learning to put in some healthy boundaries. Learning to walk away from a conversation that is only getting heated and not coming to a positive resolve. That doesn't mean that you just totally leave that. It means that maybe when you've come to a place of peace in yourself that you can bring it to a resolve. But we do know sometimes that that's not always possible. Another one is being open about how you're feeling. Sometimes I think we we want people to be mind readers and it can cause a lot of disruption within relationships. When we're open about how we're feeling, it really helps to create a sense of peace. It could be remaining calm through frustrations. Could be just being a good listener. You know, I love the saying that says, God has given us two ears and one mouth. Let's do it in the right ratio. The last one is learning to let go of hurt. And I think that's a really powerful one. Letting hurt from your past go. How many of you this morning are holding on to hurts from the past that are stealing your peace? Christine Kane says, you can't embrace all that is in your future whilst holding on to all that is in your past. Philippians 3, 13 to 14 says, I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. If you're struggling to let go of the past, can I encourage you this morning to fasten your heart to Jesus. He is your future. You don't need to fear when you fasten your heart to Jesus. His strength will carry you through. You know, and you can't pursue peace fully if you're constantly looking in your rear view mirror at your past. God wants to heal some people this morning of hurt. God wants to heal some people this morning who might be feeling abandoned, who might be, have had a loss, who might have felt betrayed. You know, um, Jesus said in John 14, 27, Peace I leave with you. My own peace I now give and bequeath to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Neither let them be afraid. Stop allowing yourselves to be agitated and disturbed. And do not permit yourselves to be fearful and intimidated and cowardly and unsettled. I love that amplified version. His peace He gives to us. He's left His peace with us. What a comfort that is. Let's resolve this morning. I'm not going to allow myself to be overwhelmed by this season or another season or this moment in my life. I won't be overcome by how many presents I need to buy, 
but I wanna be overcome by the presence of Jesus. I'm gonna pray for some people this morning. You know, I don't know where each of you are at and we're just gonna bow our heads and we're just gonna close our eyes. You know, some of you might say, Jen, you don't know what I've been going through. You don't know my past. And you know what? I don't. But Jesus does. And He wants to speak to you this morning. He wants to heal you of hurt. He wants to heal you of pain. And He says, come to me. Come to me, you're weary. All we need to do is just respond. And I'm not even gonna ask anyone to lift their hands this morning to respond because I really believe that that's something that you can do by yourself before God right now, even as I pray. That you can resolve in yourself that I need more of your peace, Jesus. That I wanna pursue your peace. I've been so consumed by worries and concerns. I've been, um, my peace has been stolen because of my hurts and my pain from the past. I mean, I'm gonna pray for you this morning. Jesus, we come before You this morning. We come before You this morning with our brokenness, with our hurt and with our pain, Lord. Father, we come with You before You this morning with our desire to have more of Your peace. Father, we choose this morning to be present today, to not be concerned by the fears and the worries of tomorrow to not be consumed by our hurts from the past, but to be present in this moment, to be able to hear Your voice, to be able to experience Your peace. Lord God, I pray this morning for each person here, I pray that You would give us a perspective shift, that You would help us to quit the comparison that You would help us to learn to be content in whatever circumstances we are facing, that You would help us to be thankful, Lord. We're so thankful for Your grace and for Your love, for Your constant presence in our life, for Your leading and, and guiding us. Father, in this morning, Lord God, we choose on the 11th of December, 2022, that we wanna pursue you. We want to pursue peace, the Prince of Peace. Right now, Lord, we just decide that we want to lay everything down at Your feet. We give You all of our concerns, all of our worries, and we pursue You. We thank You, Lord, that You leave Your peace with us, that it's accessible. We thank You for the indwelling power of the Holy Spirit living inside of us that gives us this peace that we need. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, thank you, church. I hope that, um, I hope that, that was helpful for you this morning. And I, and I really hope that, you know, each Sunday that you come, that you really do say, God, what is it that you're speaking to me? Because He's always speaking, church. He's always got stuff that He wants to say. It might not even be for you in this, like today, but hold on to some of these Scriptures, hey. 
I find my best thing is actually saving the, um, the notes on the, um, the Bible app because I, I want to be able to go back to some of those Scriptures. I want to be able to actually remember those Scriptures because when we meditate on those Scriptures, gosh, they can bring peace in our life at points when we really need it. So that's what I'd encourage you with this morning. Have a blessed week. And we're going to go out with one last song.